Now, it uh, you in 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 your bio, I heard you say you had a Kundalini awakening. Now, I've heard of that term before, and I've heard about Kundalini energy, and I've as you can see by the artifacts and things around me, I've also studied Eastern uh, Eastern philosophies as well and yogic philosophy. So I've heard mixed things about Kundalini, meaning that it is extremely, it can be extremely dangerous if not dealt with properly. Mm -hmm. And, but I've heard it, it is also a gateway or a way to find enlightenment as well, but it is something not to be played with, uh, you know, Certainly. lightheartedly. So can you explain what, first of all, what Kundalini energy is and then explain your Kundalini awakening? Sure. Yeah. I'll try to make this as simplistic as I can because we can we can get way deep into the weeds <laughs> if we want. So a Kundalini awakening is an experience that has happened in humans for thousands of years that we know. There are wall paintings of Shiva, for example, in the Indus Valley that have been found that date back uh, 5,000 years ago of Shiva in a meditation posture with serpents rising up all around him, kind of in an ecstatic state. And uh, we know that the Yoga Sutras from Patanjali, for example, date back to, you know, 3000 years ago or something like that. So this has been in literature for a long time, but it was always considered to be a very rare thing. Um, and potentially it was, but also potentially there wasn't the internet back then, right? Where we could all be connected and realize actually this phenomenon is happening more than we realized around the planet. And so what it essentially is, if I had to dumb it down, is that it is sort of a neurobiological process that happens within our nervous system after a certain level of spiritual effort has been given. When, when we start to raise our consciousness to a certain point where we're, for example, becoming aware of oneness, we're living from a place of love and uh, unity towards, towards everything, it sort of puts a demand on our nervous system to upgrade itself because our current nervous system, first of all, the nervous system is like the interface between consciousness and the body. It's like the mirror that consciousness shines itself into and then the reflection is this human being experience I'm having, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're living selfishly and greedy from those lower three chakras, then we don't need to expand our nervous system because that's what it's built to do very well, right? But when a new and rare state of consciousness starts to happen in us, such as love and, and unity, it requires a higher frequency, we might say, for the nervous system to be able to handle because love is a very high frequency. That's why it feels so good. And why, um, for example, blissful experiences are very, very fleeting for the most part. Uh, most of your listeners have probably had little glimpses of oneness or bliss, right? Where they feel unified with the creator, with creation, but it kind of goes away as fast as it comes. And then you're kind of dropped back into this dense separation consciousness, right? Well, that's because bliss and love and unity is a higher vibration. So it's as if, you know, we're kind of maxing out the RPMs on our engine and it kind of burns out and has to go back. So how do we sustain oneness and, and bliss and love? We got to increase our nervous system's capacity to handle that kind of frequency. And so that's what a Kundalini awakening really is. It's that there is a dormant energy at the base of the spine that kind of is lying in wait in potential for this level of frequency to be activated in us. And when it is, this energy responds to it and begins moving up the spine 
up towards the brain and then eventually down into the gut and it's it's this total transformation of our neurobiology to a higher frequency level and so you have all these classic symptoms that people have written about for thousands of years after a kundalini awakening where firstly we go through a usually we go through a dark night of the soul where all of our traumas our negative core beliefs and all this stuff has to come up and be surfaced and be dealt with because it's kind of in the way of that frequency of love right so we people sometimes go through a psychotic meltdown after a kundalini awakening if they particularly have a lot of traumas they haven't healed yet but after that period is over we uh, classically will start to experience this incredible open-heartedness where we just feel so loving everything seems to sparkle you know these are classic kundalini awakening symptoms and that's because your your frequency has picked up now and this new energy is is flowing through your nervous system so i could go on a lot farther but i'll just sort of stop there and and let you comment on that aspect of it if you want so from what i'm hearing is cuz it sounds like a lot of these yogis and uh, masters who essentially became ascended masters after they left this earth uh meditation was such a big part of that and the constant meditation is what is kind of it kind of starts building the tolerance for for that because just from my own experience of meditating now for probably about 6 years or so at a at a hour to 3 hour a day clip um the blissful states which i've talked to tibetan monks who've who've gone through this as well they stay with me longer they're not as fleeting Uh, and if I stay in the meditative state, if I and I can't hit it all the time, but I I I I'm hitting it lo- more often and longer than I used to, where that it's almost a 15 minute wind down, kind of like you were saying you're dropping back down into real. It's kind of like that. Yeah. I go up and then it, and then I I lose it. But people around me, my kids or my my wife or or friends would be like, dude, did you just meditate? Because they can mm-hmm. sense. they can sense right my energy they can sense i don't say anything it's just the way the energy around me is so i can imagine someone eventually getting to that place where they can uh, to candle it and also channelers talk about this as well where um i was talking to a, a channeler the other day that they first the first person or first entity that channeled them they said we are preparing you for a master and they were mm-hmm. kind of like ramping up the engine yeah. preparing because if a the master's energy came in she couldn't handle the vibration of it it's just it would too blow the circuits it blow the circuits up so it's kind of like prepping the machine to accept that so they're both very similar in concept am yeah. i wrong you're right on it yeah this is why we need to um prepare the body prepare the nervous system for this energy to be activated because it's at least five times more potent than our current um i call it third density energy which we'll get into in a minute mm-hmm. um you, This is what why people go through painful kundalini awakenings cuz this energy if they're not prepared for it will blow their circuits, right? Just like a circuit board, it could just blow it completely and then um you know they're having multiple personalities come out as these old conditioning patterns and traumas are coming up all the time and they can't stop it. Then they think they're losing their mind, they go to a doctor, the doctor says, "Well, you've got schizophrenia or something." and they put them on a bunch of psychotic drugs and then they're in a a psych ward before they know it in a mental institution psych wards are full of people with awakened kundalini's who just didn't know what was happening to them and of course western medicine doesn't know either 
So for me, it became also pretty clear that humanity needs more literature on this, needs more education on this, because it's happening more and more as our planet itself is evolving. More and more people's kundalinis are awakening in response to the planetary energy. And we need to know how to facilitate it when it happens and the right way to manage your way through a kundalini awakening. It's very important. Is that why you think now that even in, and how long have you been doing this work? Uh, I've been teaching on YouTube for about four years, a little over four years. So even in the four year period that you've been on, the amount of interest in the work that you're doing, in the work that I've only been doing this show for a year and a half, and I've mm -hmm. seen this massive yeah. growth in people searching for this information. It feels like a lot of people are awakening, awakening not just here in the States, as 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 many of us in the States think the entire world revolves around us, and it doesn't. <laughs> I see people from around the world, from people from all walks of life, from every country you can imagine i see the comments i see messages and i'm like they're all searching all yeah. searching for this do you think that's one of the reasons why there's such more of a need and a want for this information where before this information 10 20 years ago was so much more taboo oh, yeah. taboo to even talk about yeah well we're, we're kind of going through this great awakening right on the planet right now and in response to a lot of the global events that have been happening there's a demand in human consciousness on this planet to find answers and how do we move forward and i think that's a big part of why there's such a hunger for this kind of material people are, are wanting and hoping now for something more because we're finally out of this um sort of third turning into the fourth turning now where uh things aren't so comfortable anymore we don't have the luxury to just kick back relax ignore the corruption ignore all the shadows on our planet because yeah it doesn't affect me we're good well, now it does affect you, right? And you have no choice but to take notice of the shadows on this planet and begin contributing to the healing, right? And that need, that desire to contribute, I think, is what is causing this catalyst.